Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sharon Stevens. Liz Heller is a partner at Goldenberg Heller and Antignoli Law Firm and also competes in national and international cycling competitions. Last month, she broke two Union Cyclist International World Records for women over 50 in a cycling event at the Velodrome in Aguacalientes, Mexico. But she's not stopping there. She hopes to return to the competition in Manchester, United Kingdom this October and beat her own records. She recently joined me in studio to tell us all about her recent accomplishments. I began by asking her how she got hooked on the sport. I think it's the, uh, it's the people I've met and it's the uh, excitement. Um, I've always been a competitor. I've, I was a basketball player in college, uh, a uh, a jock as a kid growing up, and uh, when I graduated from college, I started uh, doing triathlons, and I was hooked on the bicycle part. I really enjoyed that and decided to focus on that after a couple of years of uh, running, uh, swimming, and, and uh, riding. Okay. But even after you crashed, you didn't let that deter you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, with uh, bike racing, um, it's part of the sport. It's, it happens on occasion, but uh, it was just such a thrill. And, uh, uh, you know, knock on wood, I, 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 I've had a few uh, crashes, but nothing serious. And, and it's, a, it's a wonderful sport. Um, it gets you outside. Uh, I love the competition, and I've been doing it for about 30 years now. Well, let's let's talk just a little bit about your day job. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about what you do. I'm an attorney. Um, the The law firm is Goldenberg, Heller, and Antignoli. We have about 14 lawyers, and I've been competing uh, with my partner's permission uh, since I joined the firm about almost 30 years ago. And it does the kind of competition that you take part in? Uh, it frankly sounds like it could be a little expensive. It is. The bikes aren't cheap. Uh, travel's involved. I went to uh, recently to break the world record in a unique place in Mexico, one of the fastest or the fastest track in the world in Agua Calientes. And it's uh, not obviously uh, a long trip. Uh, a lot of equipment I had to take. Uh, I was very lucky because a dear friend, coach, and mentor of mine uh, Patty Walsh uh, went down there with me and helped me uh, get there in one piece and, and, and helped uh, motivate me at going around that track. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the honors that you recently received. Uh, what, what did you win and why is it important? I set, the, I set two world records for women over 55. Uh, one was in the two-kilometer pursuit. Um, an event on a special 250-meter track, wooden track, um, and I broke that record by about three seconds. And then I did the hour. Uh, the hour is a unique race, simply that. Uh, you, you start from a standing stop and uh, go for as long as you can. I broke the world record, which was at the time um, 41 kilometers. I, I, I did uh, 40. Which is? 41 kilometers. It's about, it's uh, 25 miles. And uh, 40, yeah, 40 kilometers is 25 miles. I did over 42 kilometers and uh, averaged almost 27 miles an hour for an hour. My goodness. <laughs> and still you go to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my, uh, 
my my escape from work when I'm out on that bicycle, whether it's out in the the uh, uh, countryside in St. Louis or um, racing. Uh, I don't think about work, so it's a it's a it's a complete uh, uh, escape from the day to day office sort of things. What what do you win when you uh, get the kind of honors that you have received? You're breaking records. Uh, do you do they give you some money or a trophy <laughs> or both? A new bike? What? Hardly. No. No. Uh, it's. Uh, my 15 minutes of fame is almost up this time, um, but no, I'm not a professional af- athlete. We don't get paid. Um, I've gotten some beautiful um, awards over the years, trophies, ribbons, uh, a very special world championship jersey when I've, I've, I've won the world championship several times now, and you get a beautiful rainbow jersey, which is prized among cyclists, uh, but I'm far from a professional. Um, I do this for fun, and... Uh, uh, the people I get to meet and places I get to go. Okay, um, do you help others who might be interested in this? I mean, are you a mentor to up-and-coming cyclists? I wish I could say I have been. I think to some extent, I certainly support women cycling. Um, but with my day job and uh, my training for this, um, I'm not, and I'm not ready to quit. Uh, but when I do retire, quote unquote, from cycling, I do hope to give back. Like my friend Patty, who brought me into the sport 30 years ago, is a has been a coach and mentor. Her husband also um, is a coach and mentor for many, many cyclists. And and when I do uh, hang up the race bikes, uh, I hope to give back. Uh, they've certainly showed me the way to do that. But Right now, I only have time to, to train and work for the most part, and uh, I need to make the the, uh, the uh, best of that time. What goes into the training? I mean, are you just going round and round Forest Park as part of your training, or what? <laughs> uh, no. In fact, this, this, this event in uh, Agua Calientes was at the beginning of April, and as all your listeners know, we had a pretty brutal winter. Um, I hadn't been on a track like this, and there's only a few of them in the world, but there was one in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a, a track similar to it in Rock Hill, South Carolina, but the other track is in Manchester, England. So I hadn't been on a track since I competed in the World Championships last year in October in Los Angeles. So my training was in, through our winter was limited to what I could do to myself in my basement dungeon, I call it, <laughs> or uh, out on bush wildlife, on the Katy Trail, um, on the roads when we could. You know, it was, a, it was a tough winter for training outdoors, and uh, um, that's w- what you have to do to be something, get ready for something like this, particularly at that time of the year. The people I went down with uh, to Mexico, and there was about 10 of us, were all from Los Angeles, and they had been on their track throughout the winter. So I'm, I'm proud of the fact I was able to go that fast this early in what is the beginning of our cycling season. So they, they could train, but you won. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were others trying to set records, and a few did. There were a, a group of us from uh, various different age categories, male and female, um, but I was happy to do what I did down there. <laughs> do you have um, something that you want to do uh, regarding cycling that you haven't done yet? Uh, yes, I'm going to compete soon in a uh, uh, gravel race, gravel 
racing is becoming more and more popular as road racing gets more difficult to uh, host or put on. Um, and I'm going to do a 100-mile gravel race in Kansas on June 1st. Riding your bike on gravel. Yes. It's okay. tough. It's difficult. It's, you know, it takes some effort to, it's heavy. It's not a heavy gravel, but it's it's a off-road type event. Do you have to have special tires for you that? You do, absolutely. They're a little thicker, quite a bit thicker than the races. The tires I rose, raced on down in Agua Calientes were uh, less than an inch wide. These are um, almost three inches wide. So it's a whole different different bike. Diff- the, it has gears. The track bike I, I used in, in Agua Calientes has no gears, no brakes. Um, so this is a, a whole different uh, type of racing. Would you consider yourself an activist? Um, you know, cycling has become so popular, uh, certainly throughout America and probably other countries. It was already very popular. That's the main mode of transportation in, in some places. And now we see special pathways uh, for cyclists, and, and they've demanded, you know, this kind of thing. Do you see yourself in that role, or have you ever been? Yes. I, um, I'm a proud supporter, not only of this station, but of Trailnet. And Trailnet's done some wonderful things um, in the city of St. Louis with respect to safe streets and, and lane uh, design. Um, I've been a part of that, supported Trailnet uh, for quite a while. And fully support, you know, it's it. one of the reasons uh, people get in and out of this sport uh, is, and not only the sport, but cycling in general, is it's it's become, sadly, quite dangerous. Um, and, uh, but by, as you mentioned, it's big in Europe. And uh, in Europe, uh, because of the way people think and drivers uh, relay t- to cyclists, it's uh, safer. And I think um, what we're trying to do here in St. Louis is make bicycle and, and cars um, not adverse to each other. And, and uh, it can be done, but it, it, it requires a, a change in driver's mentalities and cyclist mentalities. We have to obey the, obey the laws of, of the road, and, and drivers need to uh, give us the space we need to be safe on, on streets. Uh, just for all of you who are listening, I am talking with world-class cyclist and St. Louis attorney Liz Heller. Um, what are some of the places that you go in the St. Louis area to practice? We race, uh, we, we can train and ride um, in West St. Louis County. Um, we now have a new velodrome in North City. Which is? The uh, Penrose Park Velodrome was uh, recent, what, what's a velodrome? A velodrome is a track, uh, very similar in some ways to the track I uh, raced on in, in Mexico. But our track is uh, recently um, replaced concrete. Um, it's a longer, larger track, 333 meters versus the one in Mexico, which was 250 meters. Um, and um, it was just finished um, in the last month or so. Um, no racing yet up there, but we're looking forward to that this summer. Um, other places we can ride include uh, Columbia Bottoms um, across the river, uh, the Madison County uh, cycling trails, and there's a race series um, in Carondelet Park every week, and, and there will be one in the Confluence up north, St. Louis County, on the uh, at the confluence of the Missouri and the Mississippi as soon as the river 
uh, recedes. We're hoping to start that race series up soon. What, what kind of bike are you on? I mean, you're not on a Schwinn or something, are you? <laughs> no. And don't ask me how many bicycles I have. It's, that was next. Uh, <laughs> too many, I'm afraid. I, I, uh, I, I will admit to having, I think, eight, but it could be more. The track bike is unique, in, in, and it's a special bike. No gears, no brakes. You can't coast. Um, how do you stop? You don't. <laughs> if you want to slow mm-hmm. down, you um, ride up track, meaning sort of to your right, up against the the, uh, the grain of the track, so to speak. It's it's very steep, and if you do that, that will slow you down. You can also resist the pedals a bit, but in uh, track mm-hmm. racing, you rely on... on, on uh, your competitors not to zigzag too quickly, but but why aren't there brakes? That that to me seems you know safe, <laughs> because it's a track. I think um, there's no need to stop until the race is over, and then you slowly glide to a slop. Mm-hmm. Um, there are brakes on road bikes and gravel bikes, uh, mountain bikes, of course, because you have to stop suddenly to avoid things, and their gears. Um, but on a track bike, there are no brakes whatsoever. <laughs> how, how does it look? How, how does it look different from, you know, another bike? Um, there's no rear derailleur, which is a little sort of knobby thing underneath the rear wheel that changes the gears up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only one large chain ring on the front of the bike. What, what do you think it is that um, separates you or people like yourself who are world record holders from uh, those of us who are, say, just recreational riders, cyclists? That's a tough one. Other than uh, this crazy uh, drive I have to compete, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, as I said, it's, what, uh, it's an escape for me. I love the competition. Um, I don't mind riding four or five hours when I get the chance on weekends, you know, during the day, I, I may have an hour to train before I head to the office, but I have a need for speed, you could say, still, <laughs> after all these years. And, um, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm over 60. <laughs> um, I have a unique ability, uh, though there are many women uh, out there competing with me. I, I, I'll do it as long as I can. I think it's, it keeps me healthy and fit, and mm-hmm. uh, it's good for me... Uh, uh, it makes me happy, so I'll, I'll keep doing as long as God gives me the the ability, and uh, uh, I love it. What, what what's your strategy? I mean, do you sit down the night before and write it all out, or you're on a computer or something? And you know, what are you, what are you thinking? First, I want to do this. Next, I want to do that. I used to do that, meaning uh, decide what I should be doing to get ready for the next event, but. As I mentioned, uh, Patty and Joe Walsh are my friends, mentors, and coaches. So at, at this stage in my life, I find that it's much easier for me to have um, a plan, uh, a goal, and um, certain things I need to accomplish. And in the short time I have to train, um, they tell me what to do. So if it means if I have to head down to my basement and, and do X, Y, and Z, I, I get that done. And, and uh uh, it makes it much easier for me to be, uh, believe it or not, told what to do at this stage in my <laughs> life in terms of training uh, for competition. You mentioned that you, you could have as many uh, as eight bikes, maybe more. <laughs> How about uh, helmets, gloves? Oh, what yeah. other things do you have? To yes. Um, knee pads. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no uh, knee pads or shoulder pads. That, that was a different 
uh, sport in my life, hockey, um, definitely wear a helmet. Uh, you can't compete without one. I wouldn't think about riding a bicycle without a helmet, and it scares me when I do see people out there without them. Um, you need special shoes. It's, it, as you mentioned, it's, it's not a cheap sport. Um, the bikes are expensive. The, uh, uh, the clothing isn't cheap. Um, I had a very special skin suit that I ordered and received right before I left for Mexico from England. Um, very tight, form-fitting, and um, helped me go as, go as fast as I did. Uh, that's a Why very is special. that? Why did it help you go um, it's Fast. designed with uh, just to be extremely, it's one piece. You kind of have to paint it on almost. And once you get it on, you feel like you're literally just sliding through the air. Um, and uh, so, and the helmet is very special, um, designed again to be uh, very arrow and uh, help you go fast. So what would you say to young women in particular, but young men too, who are interested in this kind of competitive cycling, what would you say to them? We're very lucky in St. Louis, um, despite the fact that we don't have the, um, the weather, number one, or some of the facilities, um, we have a unique group of, um, well, we've got some wonderful bike shops. Most of the shops sponsor teams. So I think I'd recommend that you, you uh, find a, a shop or a group of people to ride with because it's a sport that, that uh, you, there's a lot to it and a lot to learn. And if you've got friends um, like I did to help mentor you um, and ride with, it's a, it can be boring out there by yourself. And it's mm -hmm. quite frankly um, safer to be with a group. So I think, you know, find a friend or a mentor or a bike shop and uh, um, that's a way to learn and, and grow in the sport. Would you say that was one of um, a challenge for you? You got to fight not being <laughs> bored and lonely out there. <laughs> well, I enjoy the, lo I, I love the peace and quiet, actually. I don't mind riding alone. In fact, sometimes I prefer it. But um, to get better and faster, I think you have to ride with people that are faster than you. And uh, if that means, you know, flying out Clayton Road with the boys, I do that. Um, again, it's also part of the competition. But if you want, you really want to um, get better and faster and compete at, at at, at the master's level, or uh, you have to ride with people better and stronger than you. Okay. Um, what are the differences uh, that you have to prepare for for in terms of um, weather and, and um, altitude? Um, difficult to do in, here in St. Louis, and that was another issue for me in Mexico. Uh, that track is at 6,000 feet. I think we're at 200 or something here at on the Mississippi River, so I was concerned about how the altitude would affect me, but uh, luckily it didn't much. I, I really, f I've, I've felt, I've been at 6,000 feet in Colorado Springs, and, and that was difficult, but for whatever reason, um, I didn't feel that down there. Um, but you don't dress differently or do anything No, like that, and, and, okay. and, and another, in terms of that, in April down there, it was 80 plus degrees, in fact, they turn the lights on in the track to make it hotter because hotter is faster. Um, so it was over 80 when I did both the pursuit and the hour. Um, that can be an adjustment, though. We're used to the heat and humidity here in St. Louis. It hasn't hit yet. So um, that but was coming. An, it's coming, yes. <laughs> what are the next uh, competitions you're working on? Or? I am looking forward to going to the... National championships will be at that very special velodrome in Los Angeles 
um, in August. And then going the World Championships this year for Masters are back in Manchester, England. Um, they had been in Manchester for 20-something years, but L.A. got the event for the past two years. So we, we'll be going back to uh, Manchester, um, again, a very special old track, and um, that'll be in, in October. That was world-class cyclist Liz Heller. She plans to return to the Union Cyclist International Competition in Manchester, United Kingdom this October to beat her own records. We wish her the best of luck. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.